I'm Laura Harper-Lake. And I'm Sarah Reitzman, and you're you're listening listening to Creative Guts. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Creative Guts. I am Laura Harper-Lake, and you will notice that the lovely Sarah Reitzman is not chiming in at the moment. We are respecting social distancing and quarantining, and we are recording different parts of this episode, so we are not together. I don't know how I'm going to make it through without seeing her laugh at me behind her microphone, but I will do my best. Since we're all adapting with the new situation, we are moving away from interviewing guests directly for a while, and in the meantime, we are bringing you a new collection of episodes called Creative Pulse. This is where we are going to be touching base with creatives out there. Some of them, like this episode, will feature former Creative Guts guests, and we are going to be finding out what they are doing to maintain their creativity their inspiration, and their sanity during this very strange time that we're all being impacted by. I think it's really interesting to hear of all the different ways folks are affected by this and hearing our guests' perspectives from positive to negative, I think is important because it really hits home how different we are and how important it is for us to come together and understand each other. In this first episode, you'll hear from Creative Guts legends, Mike Durkee of Durkish Delights, Rachel Jones of Hot Cross Puns, Zach Little of The Last Podcast, Angela Garcia of AG Fitness, and Raphael Bastek, aka Bug, on how they're using their art, or not, to cope with the COVID-19 pandemic. Since we are maintaining social distancing, we have asked our contributors to record themselves answering our questions and send us their audio files. This is going to result in a little bit of different audio quality from file to file. But fortunately, we have some wonderful songs provided by Bug to help smooth it all together. After we touch base with all of these awesome folks, Sarah's going to give her wrap up on the episode. So don't worry, you will hear from her very soon. From the bottom of my heart, I wish you all well and hope you are doing okay mentally and creatively through this odd era that we're in. So with that, let's hear from our former guests. How is social distancing affecting you as a creative? First up, Mike Durkee. You know, I've thought a lot about how social distancing would affect me, and I really try to be mindful about other people. I happen to kind of have it good. I'm home with my kids. My wife is the teacher. I have a job that lets me basically work from home with a minimal workload, and so I have more time to be creative. And I said to somebody the other day that in a time like this, where there's so many people out there suffering, and I'm not a doctor, and you're not in the healthcare system, or you know somebody out there on the forefront, you gotta find what you can give right now, because everybody's gotta help everybody. Uh, I've started doing these weekly kids art classes on Facebook Live, where I engage uh, with you know younger people, assumedly, and I take them through an art lesson, and that that's one thing that I'm giving. I try to always post positive information that engages people and gets them thinking outside of all this insanity that's happening at the moment. There's a lot of crazy stuff happening in the world right now. So I think in terms of it affecting me as a creative, it's made me reflect and realize even more 
that my responsibility as a creator, as a creative, as a maker, whatever you want to call it, is to give to other people, whatever it is, to bring a little bit of a smile to somebody's face. Right now, more than ever, it's our responsibility. It's what we can give. It's what we can do. I've said it before, like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a paramedic. I'm not out there in the forefront of all of this, but we all have something that we can do or give or provide love in some way to everybody else. Rachel Jones. The recent social distancing restrictions have affected every aspect of my life um, uh, as I am a manager at a restaurant. Uh, We chose to close for dine-in service and have adjusted our business model to offering curbside pickup and delivery only. Um, I've been completely consumed with marketing our new hours and offerings, uh, developing strategies for instituting a takeout and delivery operation, which was not something that we had ever offered before. Um, while simultaneously trying to process the ramifications of this uh, pandemic on my personal life. Um, I have not been able to create anything in weeks. Um, My hours have been scattered. My brain is completely exhausted. Um, I mean, I have a couple of half-baked ideas for new projects, but there is definitely nothing even close to fruition. Zach Little. Okay. So you have to understand that in the last year or two, I have totally changed my creative philosophy and motivations. Sarah and I, we were in Leadership Seacoast together, and it was through that program that I learned that my creative abilities had external value. They could be used for something other than video experiments and dumb jokes to entertain myself and a small audience. And so I refocused on local and community issues, and I really hit the ground running. I got involved in way too much at once, and it was great. Uh, Honestly, I found that since I, as an individual, work a lot more quickly than nonprofits or community organizations really can work, it actually wasn't that hard to balance my little piece of multiple obligations. And this year, this year I was really hitting my stride. Not only was I starting to make a difference in my community, but it was even leading maybe to a new career. And I know that we all had plans interrupted by this thing, but I had truly some of my all-time greatest plans. And now it's all over, and most of it is not coming back. Not to be a bummer, but you know, you did ask. Angela Garcia. I'm going to tell you a little bit about how this is going for me. It's definitely not been a linear line of up and up. It has been more of up and down and roller coasters here and there. In regard to being a creative in this time, I have given myself some permission to reduce my creative output a little bit. Kind of as an entrepreneur, I haven't really had the chance in my career in the last 12 years to slow down. Raphael Bastek. Social distancing has had a pretty positive effect on my creative output as I've had a number of people contact me interested in collaborating remotely. And more importantly, people are actually following through, probably because they have nothing else to do. How are you adapting to creating in isolation? For me, creating in isolation is, that's a cakewalk because that's how I roll anyways. Uh, I do primarily digital work on an iPad 
and I have a home studio where I have all of my supplies and I have this big collection of like old vintage weird books that I've collected and a lot of the art that I make is derived from that or derived from images that I pull from different corners and armpits of the internet. Uh, so like I happen to have all of that at my fingertips. So I adapted very easily to that, I have to say, and I'm super grateful for that. I am not in isolation, unfortunately. Um, I go to work and come home. I'm not doing anything else, but um, I, I am certainly not um, able to be at home all day. Um, I am a pretty introverted person, and I generally really look forward to my alone time, uh, during which I can create, um, but that time right now is pretty scarce um, when I am there. I feel like I can't focus on actually producing anything. I do believe that times of great disruption are definitely often catalysts for great art. Uh, the social and political ramifications of this era that we're in right now will definitely inspire many people to shine a creative light on this darkness, uh, hopefully. I'm having a hard time working on anything that I was working on before the pandemic. Even the podcast episodes that I was really excited about that I'd already conducted interviews for, they don't feel moment appropriate. But I am kind of enjoying the very weird freedom of starting from scratch. I'm trying a lot of different things. I'm throwing ideas at the wall, seeing what sticks. I'm trying to make podcasts that do fit our moment, but are also something that people would actually want to listen to. I'm recording an album with my brother. We've been sending tracks back and forth through email. We're going to call it Relative Isolation. Get it? Uh, also, I'm on the board of directors for the New Hampshire Theater Project, and the team there has pivoted very heavily to online education for the time being, so I'm trying to bring what I know about audio and video to that situation as well. My wife and I, we've been painting with our oldest son, which is something that I haven't done for years. I was never good at it, but it's fun. I'm working on a painting of a, a pirate ship right now. I keep saying that I'm going to get back into animation too, but so far all I've done is cut stuff out of magazines. This moment in time, I guess, could be perceived, you know, as a forced time to bring down the creative juices or maybe as an opportunity for a great big breath from the creative output that we have to produce for our businesses. And so I've chosen to look at it as option B and give myself a sabbatical that I would never be able to really do in any other circumstance. I'm a pretty insular person, creating most of my art in isolation anyway, so the increased amount of collaboration I'm involved with is exciting and it's challenging me to work in new ways. I'm learning a lot. Are you consuming more creativity made by others because of social distancing? I think that I'm consuming about the same amount that I was before in terms of like other people's art because I'm just obsessive about it and I'm constantly like if I'm on social media, I'm not looking at politics or sports or TV shows or anything like that. Like I'm just going down rabbit holes and seeing what other people are creating and then commenting and trying to connect with them and ask them questions about their process like that is what that's how I use social media. Uh, so I think that that's kind of stayed the same for me. Like I'm consuming 
the same amount. That said, I think more people who are creative or have that sort of hidden creative bone that they've wanted to get out, they're putting more stuff out there. I've seen so many people who don't post anything creatively, but like I know that they go home and they play guitar or they go home and they draw for a half hour every night. And I'm, I'm just seeing more people putting stuff out. So I think that's great. That's being put out for other people's enjoyment. Again, like that's our job as a creative. That's one of our jobs as a creative, to put out engaging material, engaging content that other people can consume and hopefully be a little happier, at least in that moment. I definitely suggest everyone check out the website artatatimelikethis.com. Uh, it's an online exhibition, free expression, various artists, they update it daily. Um, it's amazing. Um, also, uh, trumpiskillingus.com is worth a look. I'm consuming less creativity, actually. Without a commute and walks around my office, I'm not listening to many podcasts anymore. And we have a baby and a toddler, so we don't turn the TV on very often anyway. Uh, when we do, I'm still catching up on the essential movies of the last couple years. Finally saw Knives Out. Of course, that was great. Paying attention to what other artists that I know and admire are doing with this time. I've watched, you know, a couple of minutes of most of the live streams. BJ Novak read his children's book on Facebook Live a couple days ago, so we watched that with Arlo. He is a big fan of the book with no pictures, and honestly, so am I. Elsewhere, uh, this guy I know, Tom, he started a podcast about what's happening right now. It's called Social Distance Warriors, and I mean, come on, you gotta give him props just for that title alone. I feel like my bandwidth is super limited right now, even though I'm not at work. At my studio, um, I still am working out of the house um, a reduced amount of hours. So you would think that I'd have more time to consume more creative endeavors by others, but I just find myself um, needing a lot of space to just exist these days and trying to be grace-filled with myself and give myself some flexibility. This has been a great opportunity to catch up with artistic friends and see what they've been working on and what I've missed. Remotely, of course. I'm almost through my backlog of podcasts, including Creative Guts. Just for fun, what are you binge watching right now? So I am someone who am like I'm I'm notoriously bad at like sitting down and watching a TV show or a movie. And when I talk to my friends who are like super into like Star Wars or really, really into like gaming and stuff like that, and it's like this whole lifestyle that I just have no connection with. I feel like a part of me is like missing, like I'm, I'm missing out on something. There's some reason why people are enjoying this. In terms of binge watching, I've actually had time now to like sit down and watch a show. So I have been watching this Tiger King show, which is incredible. Oh my gosh. Uh, my nightly routine recently has been to sit down on the couch with my wife and I never sit down and watch anything, but I've like, I'm like, I know that like, I know there's good content out there. There's good art that people are putting out on Netflix. And you can argue that if you want to, but anything on Netflix, anything created, made, video, movie, show, whatever, if it's like a guilty pleasure and it's like some corny baking show or like home renovation show, or it's like a really deep documentary, dude, that is art. That is content that's made to be consumed to put a smile on your face, just like we do as creators. So I also think that we have to consume some good content. And I have such a hard time like with that keeping my attention. 
Yeah, that's that's where I'm at, uh, Sarah and Laura. I feel like I'm just kind of rambling now. Well, whatever channel the television is on when I turn it on is what I watch. I don't even possess the mental fortitude to find something that I want to watch right now. So it's basically just reruns of mediocre movies that I've already seen twice. I'm hoping to find some time to catch up on shows that I like watching, but I don't know when that would be yet. I have been really enjoying the current season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. When they first came back from the brink of cancellation, they were a little too frantic and needy for my taste, but they've settled back into a groove. They're confident again. I like that. Uh, every time we have a baby, we tend to rewatch happy endings during like late night feedings and stuff. Uh, and we just had our second son in December. So we've completed that rewatch, but it always ends up transforming into a rewatch of the Mindy Project. So we're on like season four, I think, of Mindy right now. And that show is such a tonal high wire act. And I really love that about it. Uh, I burned through new episodes of my favorite cooking shows, David Chang's Ugly Delicious and Jon Favreau and Roy Choi's Chef Show. That's Iron Man Jon Favreau, not Obama Jon Favreau. Uh, David Chang is somebody who has a lot of unfocused creativity, but he's finally learning to focus it in the wake of becoming a father, which is something that I can relate to very deeply, obviously. And Chef Show is great just because of how shambling it is. In the first season, it's clear that they are just filming themselves cooking in Jon Favreau's kitchen with no real idea what they're even going to use it for, but they're having fun being creative anyway, and that same spirit has carried it ever since. The last thing they were watching is The World's Most Extraordinary Homes on Netflix, which is literally just two British people touring weird houses, and it is spectacular. I give it my full-throated endorsement, and I hope that Netflix makes 10,000 more episodes. So we're binge-watching as a family kind of classic movies you know when i found out that my kids had never watched the matrix i'm like how could that be possible everybody needs to have seen the matrix so we're going back to uh movies that my husband and i consider to be classics and movies that my kids have wanted to watch um and just kind of having some fun together time like that i'm currently playing a lot of animal crossing and reading the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy but prior to that i finished up the outside on hbo as always, I recommend people check out Atlanta on Hulu. One of our guests, Durkee, was kind enough to leave us with a final thought he had that we wanted to include. I just want to double down on the fact that I think in times like this, we all need to give a little bit more. I think a lot of people are doing a lot of self-reflecting. I know a lot of people are doing self-reflecting. I see so many positive posts out there on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and all that. There's a lot of positivity coming out of this hardship. I think that's just the way the world works. When we go through hell together and we are all in this together, whether you like it or not, somebody in Sweden or China or the United States are all like literally going through this same thing right now. It's our responsibility as creatives to bring light into the world, to put positivity out there on social media to love just a little bit more, to give. When you give whatever it is that you have to give, maybe you're a healthcare worker or a doctor or a firefighter or you're a painter or a musician, when you give that part of yourself, you inherently feel better. It makes you happier. When you make somebody happy, it makes you happy. And that creates this like snake eating its own tail of happiness. <laughs> So I, again, you know, I hope that I'm reaching out to whoever this is getting to and y'all are in good health and happy, as happy as you can be. 
I hope that my words somehow have a positive impact on you. And that's all I got to say. Sarah and Laura, I love you guys so much. Thank you for continuing this. You guys are just like the epitome of creativity to me. And the fact that you're still going with this, like the show must go on and you're still putting out content like this. And you're reaching out to me and assumedly others. Like, yeah, you're doing it right. Please keep doing this. This is important. Thanks so much to Creative Guts Legends, Mike Durkey of Durkish Delights, Rachel Jones of Hot Cross Puns, Zach Little of The Last Podcast, Angela Garcia of AG Fitness, and Raphael Bastek, musically known as Bug, for participating in this bonus episode. And an extra special thank you to Bug for making this episode pop with your tunes in the background. We know that this has been a tough time for so many people, and it's inspiring to hear folks work through the uncertainty of the pandemic through their art. Thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in and being part of the Creative Guts community. Stay strong. We're in this together. And reach out and let us know how you've been coping with COVID. As always, come hang out with the Creative Guts team online, creativegutspodcast.com, and on Facebook and Instagram, where our handle is at Creative Guts Podcast. So with that, show, show us your, your creative, creative guts. guts.